number 63. I love it now remembering the episode numbers. I feel there's something that feels so good about that. I think what it is, is there's a part of me that feels very organized and that I can remember which episode. Cause I, you guys, I promise you, I probably have never until the past three to four weeks have been naming the episode numbers because I never bothered to keep track. And I think it's a really fun thing to keep track. So welcome to episode number 63. Today, we're going to talk about balance versus harmony. And if you follow me on Instagram, and if you don't, you are bananas. You need to be following me there at Annabelle.Ingleton, also at The Self-Made Coach. And um, if you're not following me there, you need to. But if if you do follow me there, because I'm recording this in the past, (laughs) I will have already posted this video because I plan out a lot of my social media posts. Thank you, Jesus. It's created a lot of um, safety and emotional regulation and um, peace in my life. And I recommend this to most of you entrepreneurs, if you if you have the bandwidth, right? If you can if you can plan ahead. But this concept of balance versus harmony is something that I will have posted earlier this week that this episode comes out. So if you're listening to this in the in the present moment in February, um, February, it will come out February 16th. This will have the balance versus harmony video will have been posted on my profile a couple days prior. So this may feel like a repeated concept because I'm going to go over, I'm going to repeat basically the script that I used in the video because it's something that I think is very, very it's an important concept to share because it's it's something that I hear from my clients constantly that they want more balance in their lives that they want to feel happy as happy as they do at work as they do in their personal lives and vice versa and that they don't want to they don't want to feel bad when they're with their family uh, and feel like they're missing out on work or feel like they should be working and then just vice versa, right? When they're working, they don't want to feel like they should be and have guilt about working and not being with their kids or their friends or their families. And it's something that I can attest to so much because I did experience this struggle of full, not fully appreciating either one. And it's, it's actually a skill guys that I, that we need to, um, that if you're not feeling, um, present in in any particular role that you have that you have it's because you're allowing or you're you're hearing the the other part of you that likes the other part of you like the personal like let's say you're at work and you're feeling shame or worry or 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 anxiety or sadness about not being with your your kids let's say or you're at home with your husband or partner and or you're not resting okay it's because a part of you, another part of you comes up while you're in your work mode, let's say, and, or there's like a critic part that is shaming you for working and it feels like what you're doing is taking away from another part of you. Nothing has gone wrong here. This is very normal, but 
what happens when we believe this this manager part of this protector part of this critic part of us that that offers this information while we're really actually maybe really enjoying this particular part of our lives is that it creates an inability to really focus on what you are doing and it takes away the connectedness that you're doing with your clients or with your any project that you're in or you know the work that you do or when you're with your kids you're not fully connected to your kids because you're worried about your clients or you're worried about your work and or when you're on vacation you're worried that you're not with your kids or if you're on vacation you're worried that your clients aren't getting served and there's just so much it, it it takes you away from the present moment and it doesn't allow you to fully connect with the people that you are with it takes away so much joy and safety that it, to and not keeping you or not allowing you to enjoy the present moment right and it, it, I used to have this feeling too where I didn't feel good at work and I didn't feel good at home. And it's like, I'm like, God, I'm not fucking, I don't feel good anywhere. This is fucked up, right? And so I'm going to share the um, the script that I shared in the video. It's funny because I got a, um, I remember I've been told before that it, it's like they are, people are surprised at how well-spoken I am on videos that, that you guys, I'm really smart. Okay. I'm a smart cookie. I filmed these two videos this one time. Um, there's videos of me like on this green couch and I'm sharing these two different concepts. They were filmed by a videographer and I had a teleprompter. I, had, I wrote out the full script, right? I, I don't go through things unplanned. I'm a planner. I love feeling secure in what I'm going to say. I love understanding what everything that there's a reason why I say everything in all of my scripts. Okay. When I'm selling, when I'm, when I'm working with clients, everything. And if there's a video, I definitely want to sound prepared and 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 convey the the right information and share the right thoughts that I, I feel are very valuable. So I make it a point to plan and really script a lot of my um, most of my videos. The only thing I don't script are my podcasts. I make bullet points of things that I feel are very important, and then I just I go. I definitely am more. I'm definitely more off the cuff. Ninety five percent of my podcasts are off the cuff uh, because I share concepts that I'm familiar with. Right, so. So I may sound very prepared, which I'm maybe glad that you might think that I am, but most of it is off the cuff. But my videos, um, this is a four minute long video. I've already filmed it. I already have it edited and everything. And I remember watching it and I remember thinking, oh my God, I bet you there's people that are going to think that I just like, like said all these things like off the, off the dome. No, homie. I wish I am not that smart. And listen, I am that smart, but I'm not going to do it like that because it's it's better to just have something that you could read. Like if you can, I have a teleprompter app. It costs like $70 or something that you buy on the app store. And then when you're filming, the script starts playing slowly over the video. It's really amazing. If, you, if you're somebody who wants to do live video, invest in that shit. It is gangster. Not live video, record videos. And you want to sound professional and know, and you don't forget things. Such a big investment. It's important to me that I, that when I have videos like that, where I'm really sharing pertinent information I have all, all the script so what I'm going to share right now is the script that I shared and then I'm going to kind of go over any points that I feel are are important but the reason I'm kind of explaining now before I read it is because I do think that this is I want to explain a couple things one that it's normal to feel like you're not you know um, that you have parts of you that come up when you're when you're in one mode and feeling like you're missing out on something else and vice versa, right? So this is very normal. You just want to be able to lead yourself 
um, to lead these parts and explain to them that they're not missing out on anything and that you're going to get to that, that part of your life. But right now you're really focused on this. And so, um, it's really fair. This is normal. Every single person I talk to, especially if you're an entrepreneur, because when you're an entrepreneur, you're in so many facets of your business that, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's just specific to entrepreneurs guys, but, but I do know that this plagues us a lot because I'm the salesperson, I'm the marketing person, I'm the accountant, I'm the, the practitioner, I'm the CEO, I'm the fucking secretary, I'm the assistant, I'm the social media manager, I do everything. And so I work really long hours in my business. And there's a lot, especially if you're, if you're more hands-on and you don't delegate a lot of your work, then you could work a lot. And when you're working a lot, you can feel like you're missing out on different parts of your life. And some of it is very purposeful. And then some of it is like, very defensive maladaptive behaviors and by that I mean we can overwork for fee- because we have like these protector parts that are fear of like not having enough money or people not liking us if we're not successful so you do want to watch where that's coming up and maybe I'll go have a podcast episode on that but for the most part if you're genuinely if you genuinely love your work if you genuinely love your home life and things like that and you just miss it because you because you have that separation like remember that episode that I had recently on rest and how it's essential to your healing it's like that right when you take a break from it and you're in another space it's like oh I miss that part because those part that other part of your life gives you offers a lot of great things too all right so this is gonna be a short episode but as I'm looking at the fucking time clock at like 9 45 right now nine minutes 45 seconds um maybe not um, but I'll share a little, a couple points afterwards if I feel like, um, is necessary, but I'm going to read you this, um, the ideas I have on the concept of balance versus harmony and how it's, it's almost not, not that it's impossible to have balance, but why harmony is a better option. Okay. So I start off the, the video like this. What if I told you that you will never find balance with your work and personal life? So it's best to just stop looking for it. Balance by its definition means to arrange, adjust, or proportion parts symmetrically. And let's be honest, guys, that's almost impossible with work and personal life. I remember when I was a stay-at-home mom, I always wanted to be working. And when I was working, I wanted to be home with my kids. I was never happy in either role because I kept having unpleasant feelings about what it meant about me to be focused in this current role. I'm a bad mom if I'm working. I'm a bad entrepreneur if I'm resting on vacation or with my friends or family. A lot of times you expect to be just as happy with your family as you are in your business. This can cause you to feel guilt or shame when you're really focused or thriving in your career, which can then cause you to feel shame for not being with your friends or family at the moment, which is so fair. But you can't be with your family when you're working. To do your work well and at a high level, you must be completely focused on the work. Each part of your life offers you such different things. My work makes me feel of service to others, smart, productive, and financially stable. My personal life makes me feel loved, cared for, and connected. 
Both are so different. Both are so fulfilling. So it makes sense that you can feel bad when you're doing one and not the other. A part of you can feel like it's missing out on the other. So the goal is to release the shame and guilt about not being in your personal life while you're thriving thriving and focused in your work life and vice versa. This is what harmony feels like. This is what harmony is. Harmony means to have a consistent, orderly, or pleasing arrangement of parts. To have harmony in your life means to love both parts of your life or all the parts, not just both. I'm talking about all the different parts, okay, guys? Not just personal or work, but I'm in this instance, we're talking about work life and personal life, right? To allow yourself to have and love both. So it's important to make time for both. Remember, uh, I'm going off, off my script right here. The definition of harmony, I literally looked it up because I thought it was very important to understand what what the definition of balance is and the definition of harmony. So you'll notice, guys, the definition of balance, let me read that shit right quick, means to arrange, adjust, or proportion parts symmetrically. So what what does symmetrically mean? There's symmetry there. That means both sides have equal amounts of each thing. That's what balance means. The scales are weighed at the same rate, right? And harmony, harmony means to have consistent, orderly, or pleasing arrangement of parts. So there's not, it's not about symmetry. It's about an arrangement. It's about the way you, you, you make them in your life, the way you arrange them and schedule them into your life. So, and also notice the word pleasing arrangement. What pleases you? What arrangement is pleasing for you? This is going to be so different for every single person. Some people don't have kids. Some people aren't married. Some people don't have pets. Some people will never have any of those things. Like right now for me, guys, I'm a single woman. I'm not dating anyone. I have my kids 50% of the time because 50% of the time they're with their father. I am the main person in my online business, in my coaching business, other than my online business manager. So I am 100% like I most of my life, like when I'm not with my kids, when they're in school, mind you, they're in school most of the day. Um, And then in daycare till six o'clock at night most days, because I have clients at night. Well, it's not going to happen after my group coaching program starts very soon, but um, they, um, I'm when I'm really focused in my career right now for the past two, three years, I've been in it. And, uh, cause I haven't been really fully seeing somebody, but when I'm in a relationship, this will change. It will look very different, right? I'll make more time for my personal life because also my business is going to, is changing. It's, it's, it's looking very different too. I'm not doing one-on-one work. I'm not going to have four to five clients a day anymore. Like I used to, right. I'm working now in a group coaching, um, container. That's how I'm seeing all my clients versus I used to see 20 one-on-one clients, 20 hours a week, but then there was still so much, so many other hours of work that we, of work that I was doing. So I was probably doing like 50 hour weeks, right? Before or now my work's going to be so different because I'm, I'm seeing all my clients in, in one, one and a half hour sessions. A week, once a week but then there's all these other parts right that we're gonna have our slack community the group coaching part there's there's content that I'm creating there's there's um, support there's so many other different parts to it 
but it's going to look drastically different. And I've done that to scale. I've done it purposely because I needed to create more margin in my life. I needed to create more. Um, I needed to find a way to see more people in less time because I one-on-one work requires resor- my, my time. The resource that I have is, is my energy, is my time. So I was trading money for time. It was hours, right? You, I give you 12 weeks, a 12-week program. I see you once a week and I had each person in that program and then I had 20 people max. So I had to trade time and money. Now, and it was like per person. So now I'm seeing more people in less time and I can serve like I could, my group coaching program, program can have hundreds of people in it, right? So, um, and I could still serve all those people in that one hour time. Obviously, there's other stuff that's going to play into it, the, the, the community that we're going to have on the Slack channel and things like that. But um, I can serve way more people. And I knew that I needed to scale my business in this way to, to offer myself to more people. There was no way I was ever going to see all the hundreds of people that I have on my waiting list in one-on-one work. It just would never have happened. It would never have worked. Thank God for for um, group coaching. I mean, it's an amazing container. So I'm in a time in my life right now where I'm not dating anybody. I'm very focused on, on scaling and growing my business. I'm super, super focused on uh, creating this new program. And I don't really have a lot of personal life other than the time with my kiddos. But if I start dating somebody... That's going to look different, ideally, hopefully, right? I'll have my more evenings with, with them and and spend time with them and stuff like that. But we will scratch that itch when we need to. But uh, so everyone's different, right? The arrangement of the parts, the harmony is going to look really different for different people. Some of you have nine to five jobs. Some of you are stay-at-home parents. Some of you are corporate executives that manage and run a big um business. Some of you are self-employed and you have one-on-one clients. Some of you are coaches and you have group coaching um, clients. So the way your work looks and the way your personal life looks is very different. Some of you are single, married, whatever, divorced, no kids, lots of kids. Everyone's situation is different. You have different commitments. You have made pet your pets, maybe your children, which is beautiful. So it just, or you have grandparents that live with you, or parents that you're taking care of, and your and your commitment to your family looks very different too, right? You may be going through a season where one of your parents needs attention and and a committed time with you um, every single day, or you have extracurricular activities or things that you divide your time into like hobbies or sports or things like that, that are really important to your, to your thriving and your healing that you are non-negotiable, right? Some of you are, let's say you're an AA because you're healing from, um, the, um, the alcohol use and your, your meetings are, you, you commit to your AA meetings every single night for two hours. Like there's, it's, it's a no, it's like a deal breaker. You can't miss it. And, that's important to you. So that's something in your life that you make time for, right? Show me what you spend your time on. I'll show you what you value. Always. Your time and money. Those are the two resources that are most important to people. And you will you will make time for what's important. So if you notice, I said in this, in this, um, this, I don't want to call it a script because it's not a script. It sounds like that, that, that sounds like something I was paid to say. But this concept that I share about balance and harmony is we make time for what we what we really value 
right? Some of y'all value fucking Netflix shows. So you spend three hours a night watching Netflix. It gives you a lot. You like creativity. You like laughing. You like sitting on the couch with your homies and cracking up at these shows. That's amazing. Some of you guys really value fucking football. I could give a shit about the Super Bowl. I didn't even know who was playing. I remember I asked someone like who's I asked my daughter like who's playing like I heard I think California is in it like we have a team that plays I I, I literally do not care about sports. <laughs> I don't care at all. Invite me to a great game with great seats. I'll probably go but like I don't care like I'll just go for the company and the, the good time. Um, but that's it. So I don't value that right but I value my work. I value learning and educating myself to help my clients. So I spend a lot of time reading. I read three to five books every single month because I value learning and researching different things and modalities and concepts and therapies and theories that will help me help my clients more. So I'm, I've been super devoted to healing and learning for the past three to four years. And self-development, I've been committed to it my whole life, my whole adult life. So... We make time for what we value. But what's important is that when you are in that, in the valuable space of that particular part of you, like the mom or the wife or the the worker, the coach, the employee, whatever it is that you're doing, you don't want to be on a date with your husband and then on your phone the whole time looking at what everybody else is doing on Instagram. Like value your time with your spouse, right? That's so important. Um when you're working with your clients, you don't want to be looking at your cell phone and they're going to be like, bitch, you're supposed to be helping me. I paid you lots of money to like work with me or you're over here stressed out thinking about something else, right? You're there because you're serving your people. So it's so important to be present and connected to the people that we're with. And if you're not, what what I want to offer is the inability to be focused and connected to the people you're with says a lot about what, where, how you feel about that particular, about that particular environment, right? If you have parts of you that are feeling like you need to get out of it and you need to be doing something else instead, that's, that's beautiful information that your parts are showing you, right? They're like, work is good, but oh my God, we need to be with the kids. Like you keep on having that, that like anxious, like, "Mm, what is it? Why do I keep on feeling like, I like you, I keep on having thoughts that I need to go home with my kids. Sometimes it's like this intuitive, amazing part of you, right? That's like letting you know, like the mother's intuition is, or parents' intuition is so beautiful in that way. Sometimes it's like this deeper knowing, right? And you, and it's like, we're getting this information because all of our emotions are there for, it has deeper knowledge, right? For us to learn. And so there's, there's validity there. But there's also like you want to be able to notice, is this is this part of me just, do I have parts of me that are just always like this? Like they can never, like they never want me to be focused in, in the now because we're they're used to always giving me this worry uh, feeling of, of doing other other things because we're, we're we have this um, self, like this maladaptive behavior of over-functioning so when we're here we always have to be thinking about other stuff too it's like we have that hustly behavior that I talked about before right when we're in that in that self-protective behavior and if that's the case if you notice that it's like wait guys like we yeah it's good to think about the kids when I'm working but they're good they're in school right now and then they're in daycare after so right now I'm working like let's just let's just work and if you notice that these parts are coming up 
constantly it could just be that they're not they are not they don't feel very safe right now with with the work and you want to honor that and kind of check in with yourself and say why aren't you why doesn't work feel safe for you right now why do you want to take my mind off of it what do you what do you worried it will happen if i'm if i'm really focused in work and your parts are probably thinking what i want to offer is how i felt when um when i was a stay at home mom or when i was working my parts were always thinking that well if you're really focused on work you're going to you're going to forget about your kids you're neglecting your kids and so it's such a valid concern to have but is it true that i'm neglecting my kids if i'm working it, i'm actually not and and you have to lead you have to have that that deeper leading that self leadership right and and tell that part listen i get that you're worried that like some, I'm going to neglect the kids, but I'm actually not neglecting. I'm actually serving them when I'm working. I'm earning money. I'm, I'm earning money to pay for our home and our food and clothes and, and shelter. So I'm actually serving my family when I work. And maybe you need to offer a different interpretation or perspective to that part of you that's, that thinks that you're neglecting your family when you're working. Because if you think about it in that context, you're, you're really serving your family when you're working, Right. And sometimes that part needs to, you need to guide that part of you and, and offer it that information. And, and then maybe it'll be like, oh, okay. So, and it's, it's this understanding, right? It's acknowledging that part and saying, I, I feel you. Like, I totally get what you're, what you're trying to get me to see that you, that you're fearful that I'm going to forget about the kids, but like, listen, I'm, I'm not. It's so it's such a valid point, and I see you. I feel you. Like I totally understand. You want your parts to feel understood, right? So it's acknowledging that that thought that they had. But then if you lead it and say, oh, "We're good," like the kids are in school, or they're the babysitters, or you know, I've dedicated. They're with mom, with my mom. They're with 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 husband or or partner or whoever. They're taken care of. This is my time to 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 be here. And work. This reminds me of a conversation I had with my ex-husband when we were first um, divorced or separated. And he I remember him telling me this and I thought it was so helpful. I thought it was such a kind gesture of him to say. He said, Annabelle, when the weekends that you don't have the girls and they're with me, I I I I really want you to to just enjoy yourself. Like enjoy your time without them. They're with me. They're with, you know, I'm a great father. And I'm like, yeah, you're so amazing. You're such a good dad. And he's like, so I know you trust me with them and you know that I'm a great father. They're in great hands. So enjoy yourself. Like if you're working, work. If you're with your friends, be with your friends. If you're on vacation, be on vacation. Know that they're in, they're in great hands. And that's the way I feel Annabelle when you're, when they're with you. I know you're such a great mom. I, I never worry about them when, when, I, when you're with them, when they're with you, because I know you're so good and you're so, you're such a great like leader with them that I, I actually don't worry. And, um, this conversation started because I was checking in with them a lot. I noticed I was like, I wanted to FaceTime them on their iPads or I would call him and be like, how are the girls? Or, you know, it was, I had never been apart from my, from my baby girls. I mean, Penelope was two or three at the time and Juliet was like not even five. And so they were so much younger and they had been with me their entire, like I was a stay at home mom with them. So, and I had never been that way with Alyssa. So it was very common for me to be without Alyssa, but not the girls. 
And I love that he was like, Annabelle, you don't have to worry. Like, I, I know that you're checking in with them. You want to make sure they're okay, but you know, we're good. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you're so, that's, you're so, you're so right. And I thought it was such a great way of him to lead me and help me offer myself that, that, that surety, that reassurance that I didn't have to check in with them. He's like, you could go all weekend and, and not check in with them. And I will not judge you. Like you are good. Enjoy yourself. Like you're single now. I'm single now. And, and also I want to offer like when that's why I don't check in with them either. And I never judged him with that. I, I, I don't remember why. I don't recall me ever judging him with, with that. And I don't think that was the case. I think it was because he noticed that I was always, I was always bugging him. And mostly I missed them. I didn't like not seeing them every single day, right? It was very hard and, and new to get used to. But it was necessary. We're, we were divorced. so. Um, but I thought it was such a beautiful way for him to lead. And and we do that. And he's like, if the girls, if they ask about you, Annabelle, I will one, like I will always say, call mom. Like, yeah, you have mom on your iPad or like we can call them on my phone. Um, but for the most part, they're they're good. Like they don't typically check in with me and I remember I was dating somebody at one point and he and he asked me like I don't see you talk to your girls like when you're with me and and I explained this to him he's like that's so fucking cool that you and your ex are like this like you guys are goals I'm like yeah we are goals right we're really supportive we're we co-parent really well we have an amazing relationship I love him so much and I thought it was such a again such a great way to help me and we do this like I'll go three days like we have two days on two days off and then and then every other weekend without the girls and um I'll go the three days and not talk to them and I at first it was very it wasn't it was it was like that healing hangover right I was like oh not checking in with them it made my parts feel all lonely and sad and I missed them but then I got used to it it was pretty great and I know if they don't read if they don't call me it's not because they don't love me and and if I don't call them more importantly, it doesn't mean that I don't love them. I love them so much, but they're in such great hands. I never have to worry. I don't worry when they're in school. I don't worry when they're at daycare. I don't worry when they're with dad. They are having a fucking blast in every single space that they're in because him and I have done such a great job at at really teaching them. They have great separation from, from you know, they have a good attachment with him and I. They will say, bye mom, when they go somewhere and they, they're they really happy when they come to us. They have great, which I, I, want, to, I want to thank myself. <laughs> I want to thank my past self and his for, for really um, creating that space for, for him, for the, for the girls and, and, and us. So um, you can do this too, guys. It's, it's the same that you can lead yourself and feeling okay and honoring and respecting your space and your time to work. And respecting and honoring your time with your spouse or with your children or with your friends or with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Enjoy it. Be there. Be fully present because you could be missing out on such beautiful connection with the people that you're with at the moment because you're over here worried. You're allowing your parts to kind of take you out of of connection. And then, and like, what's the work that needs to get done there, right? Why, Why is your part feeling like it can't fully be present with this particular part of you? And there, there's some work that can be done there. And you can ask it, what's, what do we, what do you worried will happen if I'm, if I'm not focused on the kids right now? What do you worried will happen if I'm fully focused on work? Right. And you'll get the answers, sit, listen, and you'll get the answers. So, 
Um, let me finish the rest of this because I didn't finish the three points that I think are so helpful. To have harmony in your life means to love both parts of your life, your worker part and your personal life part, to allow yourself to have both. So it's important to make time for both. I want to offer three ways to make harmony more of a practice in your life. Number one, make sure you have both parts of your life. And listen, I'm talking about both, but we can talk about play, social, friends, family, work, everything, everything, personal, self-care. We're talking, let's talk about everything, right? Make sure you have all the parts of your life that you love and want so much arranged into your schedule. Dedicate hours, minutes, days, whatever this is for you, whatever this looks like for you, where you know you'll be fully committed to this part of you. This may look like scheduling a two-week vacation or staycation with your friends or family in, in every summer or scheduling and dedicating five hours a day that you work in your business or with your clients, right? This can also look like, guys, like for me, being uh, with myself, like journaling and, and being in self-leadership and really gaining my self-energy is a really important practice of mine now. And I'm, I dedicate time every every single day. I probably about an hour total that I spend with with my parts and with myself. It's very, very important. I, it, it's, it's a, it's a non-negotiable for me. So what are things that are non-negotiable for you? Maybe it's like working out. Maybe it's dedicating time to journal and meditate. Maybe it's your, um, your, you know, taking off your makeup every night, brushing your teeth. You really, you think that that's really important. You value that. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's um, organizing and cleaning and making sure you you go to sleep every night with a clean kitchen and wash dishes and just a clean home. That's great. You dedicate that time every night, right? Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's learning. Maybe it's um, time with your with your partner or whatever, whatever, whatever floats your motherfucking boat, right? Make time for that and arrange it in your schedule. And here's why. This is why I put this in there. And maybe I should have elaborated more on this. It's because... You want your parts to know and learn from you that when you put it on your schedule, it's it's there. Like it's almost like when when you're working and your parts like, oh my god, we but we should be home and and they're doing this because they don't they had they you haven't taught them that you have a committed time to that and they don't trust you around that particular thing. So if you gain if you make these promises to yourself schedule this time for yourself you keep your word to yourself and your parts start learning oh Annabelle is going to dedicate this time to Pilates or running or her meditation or her journaling or her reading or herself working with her parts every day like my parts never worry about that anymore they know I dedicate time to them every single day I check in with all of my all of my beautiful parts that's why they have so much they trust me so much because they're like they don't feel like they're gonna hey hello so come come see me no they know I'm gonna check in with them every day all of them and so they 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 trust me there's a lot of harmony there they, and I'm consistent and I keep my promises to myself so when you're at work and you know you know you know how you feel when you got that vacation coming up you know when you're like oh my god in two weeks I got that vacation think about how good you feel at work when you know you have that dedicated vacation time coming up or when you know you have Fridays off or when you know you you're on vacation and you have a great work project coming up like knowing that and having it on the schedule just having that knowledge settles you down so much so it's like 
put that motherfucking thing on your schedule and you keep that word to yourself. You guys following through. Yeah, it's one thing to schedule, but you follow through because other parts, otherwise your parts are going to be like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Annabelle, you, you, you put it on your schedule, but when, when it's time to do it, you don't do it. No, you don't. Like I had someone ask me the other day um, on a live, they said, how do you, how do you manage your work schedule or how do you, um, something like that. Like, how do I manage my, my, my time or something like that? And then I explained to them, like, you don't manage time. Time is a fixed resource. You manage yourself with your time. And they said, how do you do that? And I said, I am like a robot. I keep my word to myself. I just, I wake up in the, in the, in the morning and I look at my calendar and I see what's on there. And I say, okay, I have five clients at, at, I have one at 11, at two, at three 30, at five 30 and whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's what I do today. And I just show up and I do it. I keep my, I know that my past self put that on my calendar because it was important to myself consciously at the time that I made that motherfucking schedule, right? I don't just put, I don't just like arbitrarily put things on my schedule or my calendar. I keep, I do it because whatever is on my calendar is something that I value and, and it's valuable for me. It's getting me some kind of a result. What is it getting me? Is it creating a connection with myself? Is it creating more peace? Is it creating money? Is it creating friendships? Is it creating good, valuable family time? Is it creating a connection with my kids? Like, you know, like everything is very purposeful. It's very intentional. Is, am I, am I, go, why am I going live at 7.30 on Tuesday? Cause I, right now, like I'm in a sales cycle. So I go live every single week. So I can, I'm, I'm in a, I'll explain my selling, um, my lean launch method that I learned from my coach um, one day. Um, but it's very intentional the way I sell in a sales cycle. And I show up and I do lives every every week because I'm shifting beliefs, I'm creating a new perspective, or I'm handling objections for my, my new coaching program. And I'm doing all these lessons and teachings very purposely. Um, the other week, I got sick. Something happened, and I'll explain what happened to me one of these days once I get past it and I, I can talk about it. But right now, I'm still in it, so I don't feel comfortable talking about it yet. But I will soon, I promise. Um, I had to cancel my live, and it was, ooh, I did not like that because that's not something I do. If I keep a word to my, if I promise my clients or my community something, I, I, I do it, especially when it's, it's in a launch for sales um, for a new program. So... I just, I, I keep my word to myself. I look at what's on my calendar and I know it's on my calendar because it's important to me. So why would you not honor yourself and keep what's important to you? Are you not doing that? Ask yourself that question. Like, and it, listen, if the answer is yes, it's okay. But it's like, let's find out why. There's a deeper reason why we don't do things. Remember, I've talked about this incessantly. Things we don't do, it's because one of our parts feels there's there's a reason to not want to do that there's fear behind it there's a protection there's there's some type of adaptive behavior there right there's a defensive behavior and it's fine we just got to understand but why would our part like why is our part mad or scared to like go on a date with your husband why do you not want to keep your word there what's what's the fear there and you'll you if you ask the right questions you can understand why right it's like what are you worried will happen if i go on a date with my husband oh well the kids, you're not going to be with the kids at night and they're going to feel neglected. Oh, okay. So you're worried that my, a part of me is worried that my kids will miss us because I've been working all week and the evenings are typically the time that I spend with the kids. And if I, if I go on the date with my husband, well, they're going to feel sad and all right, but 
okay, so what can I do to kind of, is that true? Is it really true? Am I really neglecting the kids? Okay, no, we don't really go on dates that often. We're starting this new practice and no, it's important. My connection with my husband is so important. We, I need to be there. I need to like stay in that connection with him. That's so important for our family. My kids need to see, it's actually important for my kids to see that we have that connection. So it's actually, they're not going to feel neglected. In fact, if anything, it's going to help their, their attachment and, and have a healthy model of, of marriage. Great. That part, Polly, get on board. Let's go on a date. Right. But just notice where there's, where there's resistance to keeping your word to yourself. So, um, schedule it. Number one, the first point was schedule it, dedicate hours so that your parts know that they have those things coming up when you're in the present moment thing. It's like, Oh, that thing's coming up. I'm We're good. Okay. I got a vacation coming up. Oh, good. All right. Number two, Notice the other part of you that may come up from time to time when you're really when you're fully focused in this current role. Remind it that you have the scheduled timing time come up. I kind of just went on a rant about that. So that's number two already. I kind of I really explained that well, right? So the first one is schedule it. Second two is notice the other part. Number three, understand that it's fair that you also have that other wonderful part of you, but that right now you're here focused on this, loving this, giving your all to this. First part is schedule. Two time is notice. So you want to, you want to honor that part that comes up. You never want to suppress it, right? When you have a feeling or a thought or a part of you that comes up and says, Oh, we shouldn't do it. Notice it. That part wants to feel heard, seen and understood, right? So you have to be there for that part. And then the number three is understand it. So explain to it and remind it that you, thank you for giving me this information, but listen, we're doing this right now. Remember we have this other thing. It's, we're going to do that and that and that and next this week. So we're going to do it. And it's like, oh, that part's like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. And then you, you've, you've led that part. You've, you've led it with your self leadership or self energy. And it's like, okay, cool. Right. You're a multifaceted person with different parts to your life. Each is worthy to exist and have a full expression of itself. Because that's when you feel like you have a more whole and complete self when you're present and connected to each part of you fully when you're in that role. It's not about balance. It's about harmony. I hope this was helpful, guys. Can't wait to see you next week. I'll talk to you soon.